1: now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning,
2: everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Renee Salem. Her job is, is to make me behave.
0: Oh, that's a hard job, too. That is. That hey, that but is. I got the date right today. It's uh, July 30th. It is. I heard your. Were... Dish of me last week about what the date was
2: you're exactly right you're exactly right because I was
0: only a day off <laughs> yeah,
2: well, and when i said it andy looked at me funny and then then a few minutes later gil says i think you're a day off and then i decided to blame it on you because you wrote the sheet
0: i did yep. you're right
2: so it's all your fault
0: that's correct
2: Okay, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, now's the time to get in. You can get in any time over the next two hours, but that's the phone number you use, 602-508-0960. If you'll tell us what kind of car you have, how many miles it's got on it, and then tell us um, when you come on the air, then tell us about the symptoms. What kind of symptoms do you have? What does it do? What does it not do? That kind of stuff. We're um we're pretty good about diagnosing or getting close to the issue but uh we're as good as the symptoms you give us and there's three answers to all the questions I may ask you yes no or I don't know which is <laughs> is, is is the I don't know is the one we we miss a lot that we should probably touch base on speaking of I don't knows one of the places that uh has a good handle on transmissions and transmission related problems is quality transmission in Tempe it's important to know that when you go in for transmission repair, that you don't get tied up in this kind of situation. There are shops that will tell you it's thirteen hundred dollars to take your transmission out, and I can probably fix it for that. But once they get your transmission out and, and taken apart, they know you can't go anywhere else. And then I've seen it time and time again where the then the next estimate is three, four, five, six thousand dollars, and you don't have a choice. You see, you can't put your transmission in a shopping cart and wheel it to the shop down the street. He's not going to take it, because the first shop will take out a couple of intricate parts, and then he doesn't know that those are gone, and he puts the transmission back together. It's a difficult situation, but no matter what, that's not how quality transmission works in Tempe. He's going to give you an estimate before they ever take anything apart, and he's going to be right on the money. Or he's going to be less, but he has all the contingencies covered, and he'll tell you that. So if you want to go to one of the best transmission shops in the Valley, Bob or Steve, a quality transmission in Tempe on McClintock North of University in Tempe. We
0: we want to wish Bob well because he's recovering from some surgery, and I guess he's doing pretty good. He's Henri. He's He's back to Henri. Oh, well, then he's doing really good. Yeah,
2: he's back to Henri. He had COPD, and he had a doctor come from uh, Europe, from England, I think, and they did some kind of a valve thing, and it was really rough at the beginning according to his emails of his update, but most recently he's actually doing pretty good. There was times that he was on oxygen on level three and could barely cope. Today he's doing much better on one and two. And not three and coping well on one and two. That's good. So he's uh he seems to be doing good. So our prayers are with Bob and uh and his recovery where he can be back to be an ornery. That's right. <laughs> and and who was that, Gil? Larry. Good morning to you. Larry, we'll take you first. How are you today?
3: Hi, thanks. Uh good morning, Mark. Uh uh two thousand and six uh Chevy Silverado thirty five hundred, uh four by four, uh as the 6.0 uh, V8 uh, four door, is that capable of towing a 27 foot travel trailer?
2: Um, I would say yes, um, but but here's here's the math of it. Okay, so I I need you to put together the math, and um, and then you'll be you'll be in much better shape. The in your owner's manual you're looking for under towing, it's almost always going to be under towing, you're going to be looking for gross combined weight rating. And I want to draw your attention that the acronym is GCWR. Now that C is very important. That's gross combined weight rating. What that means is, is legally and safety purposes, that includes the truck with a couple of different butts in the seats, that includes the trailer normally loaded, so that includes truck and trailer, and normal loads for each one of them cannot exceed this number. And I think your number is going to be somewhere between twenty-six, 26 twenty-seven 27,000. Uh-huh. So then they're going to divide it out to the trailer load itself. And your trailer is going to have two weights on it. It's going to have empty weight and loaded weight. And and now we're going to talk about GVWR, so that's Gross Vehicle Weight rating. So your trailer could be like this. It could say, "I'm um, 16,000 pound gross V, G-V-W-R, and then it shows curb weight of um, what did I say? 16. Okay. So that shows a curb weight of maybe 14. Okay. So that shows unloaded. Unloaded. So okay. that shows about 2,000 pounds of all your wife's beer, your clothes, your water well maybe maybe <laughs> she drinks like you i don't know um but but i'm of course i'm teasing you but it's but the difference between the curb weight and the gross vehicle weight is really your load that's right. the stuff that you're going to put in there um this 1 ton four wheel drive the cab doesn't make any difference but typically those are in the 26,000 pound range your truck is going to be somewhere around 8 to 10 and on on your sticker on your door if I was standing there, I would look at your gross vehicle weight on your door, and that would tell me how much your truck can maximum weigh, and then the rest is gonna be the trailer uh-huh. so to to answer your question i haul i hauled a two horse or no a two axle four horse slant trailer that probably well if I'm hauling renee's fat horse that the thing probably weighs ten thousand pounds by itself her horse. But uh-huh. the whole trailer's probably going to be in the 16 to 17 to 18 range, and I know that I'm under my gross vehicle or my gross combined weight. But don't get don't get wrapped up in all the numbers. It's just uh-huh. remember GCWRs combined truck trailer loaded uh, on each one of them, and that's what you're kind of looking for. Have you already bought the trailer?
3: No, I have not.
2: Okay. Don't you dare use any salesman's. Um, uh, yes, it'll be fine. Because uh, I live that issue at least, what, twice a month? Yeah. Twice we, a month. Yeah,
0: see people up and down the mountain. It's scary what they drive and what they're pulling. And
2: You, you, you have to understand the legal ramification. I'm just going to tell you a quick uh-huh. story. Ma and Pa Kettle are on, up on I-40 in the Kingman area. Mom's driving a truck. Uh-huh. Um, the truck has no business hauling this giant trailer behind Ma and Pa Kettle. Ma gets in a windstorm. She loses control, crashes, and hurts a bunch of other people. Mom, Pop, Kettle lose everything they have in the lawsuit because the truck and the trailer were so far apart. Uh-huh. So I don't know if they have trusts. I don't know all the situations. I just know that they ended up selling a lot of personal assets to 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 um, handle the judgments that they had against them. So you can't put yourself in that position. And and most of us only have a certain limit of insurance, and so anything above and beyond that, if they get a judgment above your limit on your car, your truck, or your homeowners, or your personal liability, they're going to come after you personally. Uh So it's a a real thing. Um, Now if he were to pull up your owner's manual and says, look here, this is the gross combined weight. I want you to nail that number in your your head. Twenty-six thousand pounds. Look here, uh-huh. your gross truck is eight thousand pounds. So we're going to take eight from that. That leaves fourteen thousand. Is it my is my math right? I don't. No, it's not right. No. <laughs> it's not right. Eight off of twenty-six. So that's going to be eighteen. Correct. So you can do an eighteen thousand pound trailer. So eighteen loaded up, gross vehicle weight of the trailer. Eight on the other on your truck, that equals twenty six, and here's the page in your owner's manual that says twenty six is a good number. That's what has to happen.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Okay. So I, I'm thinking you're in the fourteen or fifteen or sixteen thousand pound range with a gross vehicle weight. Now on the left front of the trailer, on the driver's side front of the trailer, there's gonna be a tick a sticker there and it's gonna tell you the gross vehicle weight. That doesn't mean everybody keeps that in heart. That doesn't mean anybody even knows where they're at, but typically the curb weight plus the load equals the gross weight. And when that when you get that.
3: Hello?
4: Yes, uh, stand by on that, Larry. Oh. Um, Mark uh, will be right back with you in a sure, second. Sure. Uh, so did you um, do the math properly?
3: Uh, yes, uh-huh.
4: That's a lot of, uh, people should have paper and pen when they call, so just in case there's a math problem.
0: Sure.
3: No, no, no. That's fine.
2: Yeah. You know what, Gil? Did you hear what Gil said?
0: Yes, I did.
2: You know, Gil, the engineer, just said to me, you should have paper and pencil ready so you can get your math problems right. I
0: know. that I go. didn't write it down, so I was not really listening but anyway, to what you saying.
2: I, oh, I, I'm trying to think, and I'm trying to <laughs> do the math at the same time. I'm not doing very good at That's it.
0: That's pretty hard but, for
2: you. But, but Larry, the, is this something you're going to haul up and down the mountains, or are you going to go to uh, Mexico? Because that makes a difference.
3: Yeah, just uh, light duty, going maybe to Flagstaff. And not that much more.
2: Okay. And with your one ton with that six liter, first of all, the six liter is a good motor. It's a good, strong motor. So when you're on the six liter, you can figure that on some of the really bad grades, you're probably going to go down to about 45 miles an hour. You might pull it into third gear. You're not going to want to let the transmission hunt. So it's not going to go <inaudible> as you go as you you throttle up and let go. You throttle up, it downshifts. You let go, it upshifts. Then you throttle down, it upshifts. You don't want to do that. But other than that, on flat ground and all that kind of stuff, you get that one ton's got plenty of power to stop a, a, a trailer the size we talked about.
3: Can I ask one other question? Sure. Uh, on a travel trailer itself, uh, does and generally does propane control the appliances and a, a generator control the air conditioning or or
2: well that's a good that's a good question and I can answer that for you um, A lot of people have an auxiliary generator so they'll go by the little Yamaha 3,000 or 4 thousand or five thousand generator that's as quiet as a sewing machine or a little Honda and they'll and they'll have a roof unit on it that's a 110 service and so they'll plug in. The trailer to the generator, and some of them mount the, tr- the generator in the bed of the truck. Some of them even have a remote control, so from inside the trailer you can fire up the generator, then turn on the air. If you have a 110 service to the trailer, whether you're plugged into a, a landline or whether you're you're uh, plugged into a generator, you're probably going to have to pick between the microwave and the air conditioning unit. So uh-huh. your your service, your 110 service, won't handle both of those at the same time. Now, there are, there are generators, uh, trailers with generators, but they get kind of heavy because now all of a sudden we put a big 4.0 or 5.0 Onan or Kohler generator in there. Now we're adding five 600 pounds easy to the weight of that trailer. That's the reason why most people just get a portable electric start generator and put it in the back of their truck, and then they just plug their trailer into it.
0: I but see. the appliances are propane, yes. most of them, normally um, going down the road.
2: Yeah, uh, the, and, and appliances, we're talking about refrigerator and stove right. and oven. Those are typically going to be propane. Water powered. heater. Water heater. Yes, thank you for that. Yes. Uh-huh. Did right. that, that help you?
3: Yes, very much so. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. If
2: you have any other questions, you can email me because trailer questions and RV questions are ones I enjoy, and I enjoy helping people. So you can email me if you want, mark at marksalem.com. Mark with a K at Mark Salem spell like the cigarettes S A L E M dot com. We'll be back right after
5: this. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in nineteen eighty two and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for thirty two years my staff has been able to provide the finest closing repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember The law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com. I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message.
6: How many times have you walked in to see the kids watching something they shouldn't on TV? It's time for Pure Flix, my friend. It's family-friendly content good for all ages, all the time. Everything offered on Pure Flix is safe for the whole family. With movies like God's Not Dead 2, and it's free. Yep. If you go to 960thepatriot.com right now and click on the Pure Flix banner... You'll receive a free one-month subscription, and you can watch it tonight. There's Veggie Tales for the kids and the young at heart, documentaries and hallmark shows, TV series that you can feel good about, not to mention the amazing educational materials that will actually help your family. It's Pure Flix, and it's streaming video content right to your TV, your phone, your computer. You get it, and you should get it right now, free for one month. Nothing to lose and great TV tonight that you don't have to worry about. Go to 960thepatriot.com and click on the Pure Flix banner to start your free trial. 960thepatriot.com. You're going to love it.
7: It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 the Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is
8: Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart.
7: It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional.
8: There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do.
7: When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it.
8: Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot.
6: How do we get a diagnosis? What are the
4: stages of the disease? When someone in your life has Alzheimer's, not a day goes by that you don't have questions. Do we need full-time care?
9: Are there any new treatments?
4: So many questions. Where do you start? How will I pay for this? Where can I get extra help? Alzheimer's.gov, a reliable resource for information about Alzheimer's and related dementias. What happens next? Where can I find answers? The answers start here.
2: Welcome back to everybody, 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Renee Salem, and we're here at your service, 602-508-0960 is the call number, 602-508-0960. The line, four of them are open, and Mark has got one, and I'll get to Mark in just a second. Let me tell you about Kurt's Auto Repair. He's up on I-17 in Bell, and he's a shop that's on our best car repair shop list. Our list has been in existence since 1988. I'm not shy about managing the list and I'm here to tell you that not anybody can get on the list and if you're an idiot or a bad boy I kick you off the list. So I'm not afraid to do that because I know right from wrong. I'm not I'm not perfect in any way shape or form but uh, my, most of the shops are. Kurtz is one of those shops he has really done a good job he's family owned and operated and i get lots of positive experience people go in with broken cars and come out with fixed cars and estimates that um... they their check they wrote their check for less than the estimate kurt does that kind of stuff and he does a good job so if you live anywhere near i-17 and bell he has ase certified technicians he's a good guy that's kurt's auto repair i-17 and bell northeast corner real quick larry larry when you start um deciding about coaches and, and trailers and all that kind of stuff. Just make sure sh- make sure you look around really good at a variety of two axle trailers. This is what he's gonna end up with. And also another important consideration is is the rear bumper you measure f- from the ground to somewhere on the rear bumper and when the trailer's hooked up the bumper should be back there. So with airbags or torsion bars or different kinds of hitches, you're going to keep the back bumper to level when you pull your trailer so that your headlights aren't up in the air or pointing straight down, and you see that every day. And it's it's a really easy thing to set up with your load bars and your weight distribution hitch. It's just that few people know how to do that or are willing to try. So, Larry, make sure that your, your rear bumper stays the same. Mark, good morning to you. How can I help you?
3: Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I'm calling... Um for a friend who took their car in for a vehicle emissions test. It's a 2009 Pontiac G6, it's got 95,000 miles on it. Um, I believe it's a four-cylinder. And when they took it in, the check engine light was on, and so it failed the test. And the emissions report says it has a code P0420, catalyst, system efficiency, below threshold, bank one, and then in parentheses, five. Um, they weren't sure what to do, so they took it right next door to an emissions repair shop, which was by the testing station. And they were told, they told him that he needed a new catalytic converter. It would be $850, or for $400, they could not replace the converter, but they could get it to pass the emissions test. I didn't know what to tell them what to do, how they really knew it was a catalytic converter, and what were they going to do for $400. And so just looking for some advice
2: to pass on to him okay well if the hair isn't standing up on your neck and, and that's yeah. the reason why i think you called me yeah uh, it is that that's everything that they told you just disturbs the heck out of me you've ruined my whole day yeah you my old day you've ruined <laughs> um there those those kinds of idiots are just in every kind of of trade that we have and there is nobody that can tell you you need a cat by looking at your car or looking at the code. Mm-hmm. That is a dumb idea and, and people need to understand that the code tells us this. The problem's in Ohio. Now Mark Salem, you've got to go find the city and the street and the house number of the problem. Let me give you an example. It, there are two oxygen sensors on the front and side and back of, the, of that catalytic converter. If the front oxygen, we know that the front oxygen sensor better be yelling rich. Hey, I've got a real rich mixture coming. It's it's rich. And that's normal because as this unused gasoline goes into the catalytic converter, it's consumed. So on the other end of the catalytic converter, we should have a much different reading. So we should have different readings front and back. We have to test the ability of the O2 sensors to see rich and lean on both ends. Now, if you got rich coming in and you got rich going out, there's a problem. The cat's not lit. The question is, is why isn't it lit? Then, if you got rich coming in and you got real lean on the back, that's perfect. But if you got lean coming in in the front and lean coming in in the back or coming out of the back, then you got a problem because you shouldn't have lean on the front side. That's what the diagnostic fee is all about. Mm -hmm. That's what's going in and checking it out. Now, what they're offering you is this is the mentality, in my opinion. About what you've just or this person has just experienced, we're going to give you a scare at 8:50, and tell you that's really what you need. As I stand there in the parking lot with no idea what you need, because I haven't done any testing at all, and then I'm going to offer you a 50% kind of thing. So I'm going to give you a $400 estimate. Now, if I have to put an O2 sensor in there, I've really made a lot of money, a lot of money. So I'll go ahead and do the diagnosis but I'm going to still set that floor at 400 and I know that I can do diagnosis and put an O2 sensor in there and get you going now. It could be a vacuum leak. This could be a $3 PCV valve. Mm-hmm. This could be something very very simple. It's it's something that $400 is going to cover. But see, if I give you the 850 and then I give you this way out at 400, most mm-hmm. people are going to just take the 400. I think you need to tell those people to run. I don't have any idea how much it's going to cost and right. it could very well be the 850 or it could be very well 750 or 950 I right. don't know. Right. But they need to look somebody in the eye and say, no, I want you to diagnose it. I want you to guarantee me that you're not guessing but you're fixing. Right. I want to know exactly how much to write my check for before I leave home. Mm-hmm. That's the way we're supposed to do it. Right. He doesn't so, live- what part of town are they from?
3: Uh, He's uh, in the Gilbert area, so he's not far from your shop, and what I suggested is that he bring it to your shop and get it diagnosed and then make a decision. Um, How much much do you think it would cost for him to just get the diagnosis? 75
2: to 125, depending on the depth of the testing we have to do on the cat, but I want to tell you something. Only 10 to 20% of the catalyst codes we see necessitate a catalytic converter replacement almost always there's an upstream problem that's causing the cat not to work well it's got too much gas or too little gas and therefore the threshold the efficiency of the front versus the back because that's all we're doing is we're comparing front readings to back readings and we need to see the front higher than the rear lower. That means the catalytic converter is working efficiently. So the code that you have is an inefficient CAT. Like I said, a plug fuel filter, a vacuum leak, a misfire yeah. at the engine, all those things can cause that, and I can fix them a lot less than 850. Great. So have them call Andy, my daughter, and make okay. an appointment, and you tell them it's 75 to 125, and about 25% of the time we're going to actually find and fix the problem in the diagnostic procedure but i can't tell you how much money of the parts going to cost you because i don't know what the part is right so okay we're going to we're going to be firm at the end of the day though i promise you you i will not embarrass your your recommendation we're going to be firm at the end of the day we're going to say this is what's going to fix your car write your check now for this much money it's not going to be less than that or not going to be more than that but there's a good chance it'll be less than that
3: great all right thank you mark very much
2: You bet. Thank you. 602-508-0960, if you have a call or a question about a car or a related problem, if you have a car that's got, um, I'll give you an example, Uh, a friend of mine called me from Utah the other day and he said he makes a right turn and he makes a noise and then he makes a left turn and it doesn't. So I walked him through a couple of different things to do and uh, then we were able to determine that he actually had an inboard brake pad that's bad. So I'll tell you how that diagnostic procedure goes and and what it takes to find that noise. We'll be right back right
8: after this. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASE-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. Thunderbirdautomotive.com.
1: You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, a plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sax-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot.
6: When I grow up, I wanna be a new pair of blue jeans. When
1: I grow up, I wanna be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I wanna be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I wanna be a football stadium. When I grow up, I wanna be a warm fleece on a cold day. When I grow up, I wanna be a fancy bathroom. I, I wanna be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I wanna be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up,
8: Listening to Seth Liebson from 6 to 8 and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select Email or Talk Back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today.
2: back, everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem and Renee Salem sitting here helping you out. I wanted to tell you something real quick. Um, this show isn't about my shop. This show is about good car repair. This show is about helping you wade through all the minutiae involving car repair. And um, and my first responsibility is, is to answer your questions the best I can. And I'm a master tech and have been for 25 years. I've been in this business 30, how many years?
0: 37, 38.
2: 30, 37, 38 years. Um, I've worked on a lot of cars in my life. And uh, and, and, and if, if you don't have a shop, I'll recommend one for you. And I, and I promise that on my website that if you go to one of my shops and you have a problem and the Better Business Bureau tells one of those shops to give you money or to fix your car and the shop refuses, I will up to $5,000. I'm going to write you a check. If the shop won't write you a check, I will. I'll kick them off right then or I'm going to fix your car and still kick the shop off. So it's never happened. I've kicked two shops off, but for just bad behavior. The idea is, is this is about in, information to help you get better. So Mark kind of embarrassed me a minute ago because he said he's going to bring it to my shop. I don't have a He's in the Gilbert area. Didn't he say Gilbert? He did, yeah. So for his there, I don't have a shop on my list for Gilbert and Chandler and South Tempe because i i don't have one and i'm right on the freeway between awatuki and tempe right so i t- kind of handle that area so thank you for 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 suggesting me mark but this isn't about me thumping my chest until everybody come to my shop that's right. the bottom line and let me tell you about a good shop in town automatic transmission exchange has been on 40th street in washington for a very long time since 1968 phil and his staff are transmission diagnostic experts We've used Phil's for Alan's truck, my son's mm-hmm. truck, and we've sent lots of customers to Automatic Transmission Exchange, and they do good work, and they make our people happy. And just recently, they fixed a problem in a, in a customer's car that he had not even asked them to fix, but they found it and fixed it while they were doing the transmission, and that's kind of the special place they are. So Phil and his group there at 40th Street in Washington are really good people, and they're open on Saturdays from 8 to 12 for your convenience. David, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Thank
9: I've got
2: a question
9: and a comment. Okay. Uh, comment on the trailer. You got to remember to register your truck for the weight that you're going to pull.
2: Oh, you know, you did a good job. You're exactly right. Um, and 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 you have to register your trailer for the weight it's it's going to weigh too. So you're exactly right. That's a, that's an important consideration. That's something. I've not seen too much enforcement related to that, but it's still the right thing to do.
0: But you know what? When I went to do that big white truck of yours, they yeah. asked me that. How much are you going to be hauling? And I didn't even know that was a question before that. Okay. What did you guess- say? Well, he said up to 8,000 pounds was included with that truck, Okay. Um, and yeah, then over hauling. that, yeah, and I told him you weren't hauling No, I'm not hauling to, nothing with that truck. I'm going to put it for sale before you have time to haul anything. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, yeah. sorry, David. Right, David go ahead.
2: <laughs> You're right, David. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Thank you.
9: Okay, question. Uh, a Honda Goldwing, it doesn't say anything okay. about changing the oil other than mileage.
2: Okay, I'll tell you what I do to my Goldwing. Um, let me first ask you, how many miles a year do you think you drive it? Uh, 3,000 maybe. Okay, then you're in the same boat I am. Um, first of all, it's important to know that conventional oil, which is not a synthetic or even a blended synthetic, it's just conventional oil. It's what you had in the 70s. The conventional oil has an oil change interval from 3,000 to 5,000 miles. Semi-synthetic, which is a blended oil of conventional and semi or synthetic oil, that's got a, a range from seven to nine, seven to eight. No,
0: about six to it's, eight. It's maybe.
2: six to eight. Thank you very much. I'm my my head's in mush today. And then you got synthetic that starts at eight and goes to twelve. Now you and I wouldn't put synthetics in our Goldwing because we're, it's going to take us the rest of our life to take advantage of the money we spend and run that thing ten, twelve thousand miles. What I do is, is I change my Goldwing at the beginning of every summer, so I usually do it in April or May. I use a semi-synthetic and then I change it annually. And and I know because of oil analysis tests I've run that I'm doing a good job. So I would suggest if you're in the three to five range that you use a blended oil, change it at the beginning of the summer. We don't typically ride a lot during the winter time and, and as a result of that we're we're enjoying the nice weather in the spring and the fall and in the summer. But we're not riding a lot in the wintertime and therefore once once a year seems to work well for me. Does that answer your question? Sure.
9: But you know they okay. on the Honda, like the antifreeze and the oil, they they call for special dare oil and stuff. I do have a tendency to go to the dealer for that type of stuff for that. Okay. It, it
2: well, doesn't tell you what it um, is. It
9: doesn't say it's synthetic, it doesn't say it's conventional, doesn't say anything.
2: Yeah. Here's what's happened. Years ago, um, there was a vacuum company that said you had to use their vacuum bags. And years ago, Toyota used to tell everybody that they had to use Toyota oil filters. Well, we have a a federal law called the Magnuson-Moss Act. And the Magnuson-Moss Act says that if you decide to sell a vacuum and you must use that vacuum bag by the, the manufacturer, then you have to provide it for free. So what they've done... Honda and Yamaha, and Polaris, and a whole lot of other people is they call for their oil, but they don't tell you what it is. That creates a problem. Let, let me tell you, you can get on the internet and figure out. First of all, I'm 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 using a 2050 in in my Goldwing. Um, I'm using a and I've got a trike by the way, so it, I'm weighing a little bit more than you are, even if you're fully dressed. If you just got two wheels on the ground, because my wife likes to carry her entire entourage of makeup and, oh, and lamps and air stop compressors it. and paint machines <laughs> and stuff like that, and so I'm just what? teasing, yeah. So um, it, it it's once a year. Now let me give you just a side note, and I know I'm past my break, you but let me tell you. I had Harley Davidson oil analyzed, and they have three oils. They have an engine oil, and at the time that I had it analyzed, the engine oil, this was the response from the laboratory I hired. They said, the 20 it's a cheap 2050 engine oil, and I said, fine, but it's six, seven dollars a quart. Then they have a primary chain case oil that does nothing but lubricate a bicycle kind of chain, and they said, that's a cheap 30 weight. Then I said, but I sent you the transmission fluid either. And they said, bingo, bingo, bingo. That is a very sophisticated, very high-end gear oil. So I tell my friends with Harley-Davidson's that they can use a 1020 or a 1030. They can use a 2050 anything they want in the motor you can use a cheap 30 weight in the primary chain case oil but you better use a 7590 or a 75 140 premium gear oil in your transmission and then you'll save yourself a whole lot of money same goes for you honda and yamaha guys yeah
0: mary we'll get to you right after the break
2: and yes we will and thank you david for bringing that up and we'll be back right after this
7: Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service, quality transmission service getting you back on the road
5: hello i'm greg may the proud owner of phoenix bodyworks i started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles i'm proud that for 32 years my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley industry standards tell us how to fix your car and we don't fudge that leave your worry and stress to us it's what we do when you have an accident remember The law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message.
1: If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart, your joints, your arteries and brain. And with CoQ10 you'll enjoy extra energy too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679- 5745. That's 1-800-679- 5745. 1-800- 679- 5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679- We are welcome back,
2: everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here helping you with your car-related questions and problems. 602-508-0960. Mary and Anthony, you're our first and second caller. But let me tell you real quick. The kind of shops that we have on our best car repair shops list, and let me just tell you this. There's three of them in North Phoenix. They're all pretty close to one another. There's Action Auto, there's Kurtz Auto Repair, and there's Phoenix Body Works. And you know what? They all get along. They all like one another. They refer to one another, and they are good competitors in a very small market, and they all do a great job but they are the best of friends and that amazes me because that doesn't typically happen so well let's talk real quick about action auto repair he's on i-17 and deer valley the northwest corner i-17 and deer valley i've known tom since probably 1979 to 1983 and he started his business in 1983. tom has ase master certified technicians he has a BMW certified technician. He knows what he's good at, and he knows what he needs to pass on, and he's just like all the rest of us. We don't pretend to fix every car on the road. We are good about 85%, 90% of them. So if you live anywhere near Deer Valley Road and I-17, then Tom at Action Auto, northwest corner, I-17 and Deer Valley, is a good place for you to start your hunt for a great repair shop. Let's go to Mary. Mary, thank you for holding. How can I help you?
9: Yes, hi, Mark. I'm calling about uh, overheating. Uh, first of all, my daughter has a, a Nissan vehicle that um, the water, she loses water out of the radiator. And we've got a new radiator cap. We've checked the hoses. Can't see any leaks. But it doesn't, it doesn't siphon from the overflow bottle. The overflow bottle stays full and the radiator goes down. What, what causes that?
2: Well, you have a leak, and it's sucking air rather than sucking coolant out of the overflow. You did a good job by replacing the cap, because that's a common problem. But most shops will pressure test the cooling system for you if you're a customer of mine. You, I don't think we I don't think we charge much. It might be twenty bucks. No, forty-five. Forty-five. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. And so that's going to take about twenty minutes. And what we're going to do is take the radiator cap off, cool the motor down just a little bit. Then we're going to hook an air pump to the neck of the radiator. Then we're going to look at the cap, and it's going to say 14 pounds of pressure, and we're going to pump it up to 14 pounds of pressure. And wherever the leak is at, we're going to spray water out of the leak. And then if you're standing there with us, that's no problem. Most shops will let you watch, and you're going to be able to see exactly where the leak is at. So the leak is going to be somewhere on the engine at one of the hose connections at the depending on what motor you have on the Nissan it can have an intake leak, a gasket leak it can have a timing cover gasket leak it can have a water pump leak it can have uh, there's a lot of places it could have a heater core leak which is underneath the dash behind the glove box that's going to leak on the ground so okay. that's what happens when we pressurize a cooling system is our job is to find out where the leak's at and you clearly Perfect. have a leak somewhere
9: Okay, and then my other question is, I have a 2001 Jeep Cherokee, and um, it overheats when I sit in idle. Um, okay. If driving it, I don't have a problem. It's just when I sit for very long, um, you know, 10 minutes maybe, okay. 5 minutes.
2: Let me ask you what overheat means. What does, what does it say on the gauge? Is it running half or three quarters, or is it in the red?
9: Uh, well, it just says uh, the light comes on, it says check gauges, and it goes up um, like three quarters. Okay. As soon as it, okay. that light comes on, it's at three quarters. So I know okay. to turn the heater on and, and how to cool it down. But
2: okay. I just need to- Okay, I can tell you, um, when you're when you're going 35 miles an hour and faster, we're pushing air across the radiator, so you don't really need a fan or any electric fans or any, any clutch-mounted fans. You don't need any of that to draw air through the radiator because you're pushing the car through the air. But when you come to a stop, we still need to draw air across the radiator, and we do that with electric cooling fans or a mechanical clutch fan. I don't know what your Cherokee has so you have a a fan problem that for whatever reason we're not drawing air across the radiator and then when you start moving i bet you can literally see the gauge come down in a short period of time and that shows that airflow across the radiator is doing its job the question is is why what's the matter with the fans is do we have an electric cooling fan that's bad do we have a bad sensor do we have a bad motor on one of the two electric cooling fans are both or one cooling fan working. If you have a mechanical fan, then you have a bad clutch fan, and so that we just replace the clutch fan and we're done. So the diagnostic on that, Mrs. Salem?
0: Oh boy, uh, you got me there, probably okay. 75 to 125, yeah. I don't know, it, just exactly to check the right. fans. And stuff. Can it be a flow problem through the radiator too?
2: Good question, but no, she said once she gets going, it's okay. Okay. So if we have it, if if a radiator's plugged up with cat hair, because mm-hmm. she's the neighborhood cat lady, right. if she's got trash all over, tumbleweeds all over, and all that kind of stuff, we'd still have the overheat as we as unfaster we faster. Gotcha. But it, because it cools off after she gets moving, then the difference between at a traffic light and driving down the road is the forced air through the radiator. Okay. Does that make sense, Mary?
9: Okay. And then I just have one other question. It's that same vehicle, and I keep getting a you know, check engine light. And it's always number three cylinder, and it always comes up, check the spark plug. It's a um,
2: misfire. Uh,
9: misfire, yeah, it's a misfire. Yeah, yeah. And when, um, when I had somebody take the spark plugs out and see about those, number three has green on the end of the spark plug. So he thinks I have a cracked head. Now, the, the well, vehicle that's... drives fine. I don't have any problems, except when it gets a little warm, um, when I start it up, after I've been around town doing errands, and I start it up, that's when it runs rough.
10: Okay.
2: After Okay.
9: not when I first start in the morning, but after it gets warm. Okay.
2: Okay. 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 Um, That's bad news. You have coolant number three sonar, which is killing the spark, but I have good news for you. We have found a sealer. I have never been a shop that uses sealer, but in the last two years, we have had the opportunity to test some sealer, and we found something that just works unbelievably well. Now, there's no one can tell you that you have a cracked head or you have a bad head gasket or where this coolant is leaking into the combustion chamber. They can't tell you that. They're going to say, oh, yeah, it's this or that or the other, but until you get it apart, you're not going to know. So everybody can guess, and, of course, a cracked head is the most expensive repair. A head gasket is the second most expensive repair. But we've got some sealer that takes us about an hour to install, and it's worked 100% of the time. And Eddie, my shop foreman, put it in a car that he's still driving three years later, and we are all just amazed. And he drives 55 miles back and forth to work every day, times two. So oh, if you want, if you want, we'll we'll treat your car with the sealer, and and I promise you this: if it doesn't fix your problem, I'll give you all your money back.
9: Oh, but you're going to spend
2: eighty-five to one hundred and twenty dollars to have us install that. Right. Eighty-five to oh, okay. one hundred and twenty dollars. And and let me tell you that that that's probably why you're not drawing coolant out of. The, the overflow is because we're we're leaking coolant into the cylinder and then therefore it's easier to suck air out of the cylinder than it is suck coolant out of the overflow so you can skip the, yeah, the pressure no, test because you already know
9: that's a, that's a Nissan with that problem but this jeep i don't have any problem with it drawing it's just okay. it it always misfires and it's all and it's got that i was free was crack cat so
2: okay that's great. well let, let me tell you about the 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 three number three misfire mary doesn't In your case, because it's got green coolant on the end of the spark plug, one and one equals two. That's all there is to it. But here's the problem. People go in and replace the number three, and that's not it. And they replace number three, and that's not it. The misfire, what we typically do is, is we'll move number three spark plug to number four and put four back to three. Forget the green coolant stuff. And then we'll see if the misfire goes to the other cylinder. So if you take number three out, and you put it in number four and put four into three, if the misfire moves to number four then the spark plug is defective and you, you often can't see that. So then you replace the spark plug and you're done. But if the misfire stays at number three then you have to go in and determine again why is number three misfiring? Is it the wire? Is okay. it the coil? Is it a bad valve? So that's kind of what, what you're supposed to do is a misfire is just the beginning of a path.
0: But for her, that's oh, okay. not going to work because yes. we already see the coolant.
2: Yeah, so. the coolant's going to eliminate that from happening in your case. But if you want, you call my daughter, Andy, and uh, and talk with Andy, and she'll set up an appointment. Somebody's going to be there for about an hour, an hour and a half while we treat it, and then we're going to give it okay. back to you, and you'll be fine. Okay? Great.
9: Super.
10: Thank you very Thank much. you so and,
9: much.
2: Y- You bet. Anthony, Anthony, you're up next. How can we help you?
10: Uh, yeah, that lady stole my thunder.
2: That's okay. You know what? I'll I'll listen to it again, buddy.
10: Yeah, I got a 2012 Nissan Titan with the exact same overheat problem. Now I've changed the clutch fan in this thing, and I don't have a problem with the uh, the the, the reservoir. It, It it goes in, it comes out of the reservoir. Okay. Now, like her. I'm sitting somewhere for over 15 or 20 minutes because I have my dog and he don't like the heat and work from Colorado okay so when I sit for a while it'll it'll you can see the gauge start to move up it'll over it don't go all the way to the red part it just goes right there at the safe line when I okay. start oh, wait a, moving, minute, wait,
2: a minute. wait stop 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 I got to ask you some questions in this in this thing because a lot of the stuff you're telling me I don't care about. I want to know where the gauge goes. I know the middle of your gauge, I know three-quarters, and I know that seven-eighths and, and north of that is going to be a red zone. Do seven you eight. get up to three-quarters? Yes. So So when you're sitting there with your dog, the needle's literally going to be in the red?
10: No, it goes right there, right before the red area, right there like at okay. the seven-eighths part.
2: All right. My next question to you is, is when you drive away at that point, how long does it take for the needle to return to what the normal position is? Uh, five minutes. Okay, five minutes is that, you know, like a two mile, miles, three miles? A mile. Okay, all right. Do you do you physically see the needle dropping? You can see the needle move back down to normal. Absolutely. Okay, then you got a fan problem. I don't care. I don't care what you did or what you didn't do because the fact that you tell me that you can see the needle dropping tells me that that the the cooling system is in good shape. The cooling Uh system is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. If you would have said it never cools down, then I'd change my mind. But think about this: you're sitting still. You're not. You don't have any airflow across that radiator at that particular point. You start moving, and boom! You say you can see the needle drop. It goes back to normal within a mile or five yeah. minutes.
0: And we had huh? that not that long ago with somebody that replaced the fans, and they ended up being defective. But they swore it wasn't the fans because they had just put them on. So.
2: Well, and we get that all the time. And and, and there's uh, I remember remember the lady with the cat mat. Yeah. between yeah.
0: the radiator and the
2: air conditioning condenser, she had one inch of cat hair that I could have put on my head and had pigtails. Well, and if he says he has a
0: dog, do you think that uh Well does your dog shed and, and and live
2: inside no 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 the cabin filters underneath the dash. Okay. But but the dog no, does the, the cat, dog this, live this, in the garage? No.
10: This uh, okay. this this unit doesn't have a cabin filter in it. I checked I was gonna okay. change it one time, took it out and it didn't have one in it. <laughs>
2: Okay, no, forget the cabin filter. We're, we're, I went uh, off on the wrong direction. Yeah, she 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 just lost her mind, um, just <laughs> temporarily. But but the idea is and, and I'm up against a break, so if I don't answer your question, you stay there and I will get you on the back side. Um and it, it the bottom line is is that you have given me great symptoms and I'm telling you that we need to look at the air for. Maybe your radiator's full of bugs. Maybe the condenser in front of it is dirty. Maybe we no, need to just none of pressure that. wash. I keep that co- washed
10: off. I keep that I pressure okay. wash that stuff off.
2: Okay, you're telling me uh, you're telling me that you're bleeding from the head, and I say you got a wound on your head, and you say no, you don't. I don't know what to tell you. It, the fact of the matter is, is that you describe perfectly an airflow across the radiator. But stay there, and, and, I, and you th- we'll both think about it, and then we'll be back in just a minute. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open.